watch out for those weirdos. <laughs> we are the weirdos, mister. Welcome to the Windsor Film Club, a podcast dedicated to celebrating the underseen, the underappreciated, or straight up weird. If it's weird or underappreciated at all, it has a place in the club. I am your host, as always, Raina Cervantes, and joining me this week are my wonderful co-host, Steph. Hello. Welcome back. I'm very excited for tonight's episode. And our other co-host, Madison. Hi, everybody. (laughs) You good? You sound like you're out of breath, like you were running home. (laughs) I was running home. (laughs) I ran up a hill. (laughs) Oh, yeah. San Francisco is built like on 30 hills. It's and not I don't like have on a like parking spot. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> Is it really the thing where like you park and it's like almost at a 90 degree angle? <laughs> it really is. And I was already running late. So I parked at the bottom of the hill and sprinted up the hill to try and get here quick enough. Oh man. Yeah, that's tight actually. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> And joining us this week is a special guest. She is the head critic and chief content creator for BloodyDisgusting.com, a site that I love very much. She's also one of the hosts of the Bloody Disgusting podcast. Please welcome to the club this week, Megan Navarro. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Always, always, like you know, any chance I could get to talk to you is is a good is a good day. Likewise, yeah, <laughs> bloody disgusting. I love them for Yay. obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this is episode two, and uh, Meg decided to bring probably one of the most buck wild movies I've ever seen. I can't even like convey into words the nonsense that transpired in this movie. Before we reveal what it is, what were your mad stuff? What were some of your initial reactions to this <laughs> without saying what it is? Uh, well, I just finished watching it about 15 minutes ago. So it's like fresh in my mind. And I like, what a ride. I, I really had no idea what to expect, but it was absolutely bonkers. It was so much fun. It was so funny. I didn't expect it to be as funny as it was. Like, not really intentionally funny, but I was just laughing hysterically. It was just such a good time. I, I loved it so much. Yeah, I... Um... I absolutely loved it. I watched it a couple of days ago. And um, after the first 10 minutes, I was like, okay, I know where this movie is going. And then I was so wrong. I had no idea where that movie was going to go. And I absolutely loved it. It was so fun. They always say like the first like five episodes of a podcast are like the most formative into like the vibe that it ends up being. And I just want to say like, when I helped start this pod, this is exactly the type of thing I wanted to cover. So, Meg, you understood the assignment 100%. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, it's... it's. Why don't we just hop into this? The, the film we're covering this week is The Seventh Curse, released in 1986. Please excuse me that i'm gonna like butcher the hell out of probably every name here um directed by lam gai kai uh and written by wang jing and chu lam the film stars chin su ho chow yun fat maggie chung and saibel hu the film follows a young heroic cop in the jungle of thailand as he attempts to rescue a beautiful girl from being sacrificed to the quote-unquote worm tribe she belongs to as a result the cop is damned with seven blood curses which burst through his leg periodically 
When the seventh bursts, he will die. But Betsy, the beauty he saves, stops the curse with an antidote that it lasts only one year. So he heads back to the jungles of Thailand to find a permanent cure. Meg, why, why did you decide to bring this movie this week? Like, what's your history with it? Well, first you you asked for something. Uh, what were your words when you asked for something kind of underseen? And I don't know, but this just instantly clicked into my brain because <laughs> I discovered this movie probably a few years ago on Amazon Prime and the cover of it on Prime is so deceptive because I think it just looked like some crazy storybook. It didn't even have the characters or anything. And um, I think Steph uh, or no, Madison said that, you know, you think you know where it's going and it starts with like a SWAT and then yep. it just... <laughs> goes on this buckwild journey from there that's somehow an amalgam of Indiana Jones and Red Sonia and Big Trouble Little China and that shouldn't all work together and yet it does. Uh, and also, I just, I feel like Hong Kong Category 3 movies are this underappreciated and underseen niche that really, like, I would love to have more of that come overseas and have its catalog be readily available because there's, it's some wild shit, you know? This is this is kind of tame in comparison to some of the stuff that they have, but it's a blast. It's an absolute blast through and through. It is without exaggeration, like one of the most buckwild things I've seen. And to hear you say that there's more buckwild stuff that I'm just like, Oh no. Like how, like <laughs> I've been saying, I want to get more into like wild Hong Kong cinema. And this was like the perfect stepping stone to like me doing a deep dive going like, Oh, what else can I look up? Yeah. Um, this like opened a door for me. Like this awakened something in me. I'm about to go down a deep, deep path. <laughs> it awakened so seven eels in your leg. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it really is like one of the most like strangest things like you guys keep saying like that it you think you know where it's gonna go and it's like the the cover where i watched it it makes it look like some like adventure movie but then it opens with like this like brutal like swat hostage situation i, yeah. I didn't know like how to quite process any of this um <laughs> And it really just throws you into it, too. Like, there's no setup or exposition. It's just like, here we are. And you're just like, oh, okay, this is happening. And then, yeah, you just, like, from the very first second, you just have absolutely no idea where it's going. But I loved that about it. Can, can I just, like, bring up that, like, this doctor is, like, randomly, like, a kung fu master? Yeah. <laughs> I was, like... There's no explanation as to why he is like, he's just like this perfectly written character for no reason. And I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> Meg, what do you think of the opening scene? Yeah. So if you ask me to explain a lot of what happens in this movie, I could not tell you. <laughs> uh, the best I can find is that this is based on a long-running novel series in Hong Kong, um, based on Chow Yun-Fat's character, Wisely. So I kind of mm -hmm. wonder if they just are going with it because it was probably a best-selling you know, series overseas. So maybe they thought people already knew. We have no idea. Uh, I, I don't, Maggie Chung's character is, I think, a reporter, but she's also a nurse in the SWAT scenario. What kind of undercover shit is <laughs> that? She, 
She attacks the cop, right? And steals her Yeah, she, yeah. she grabs like, the brick and slams it like like she doesn't swing it at the back of her head. She slams it into the back of her yeah. head. The reporter like, she's like changing. She yeah. gave me like young Gail Weathers vibes. No, with that's her what little... I was just about to say. <laughs> she's so she was my favorite character by far. She had so much moxie and I just adored her the entire time. She's yeah. fantastic. So Gail Weathers does not smash somebody's head in with a brick in a future Scream movie. I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, like I, it throws you in, like it throws you in the deep side of a pool. Like you're like, yeah. like you're still like splashing around. You don't know what what's going on. Like, is she a reporter? Is she a nurse? Why does this doctor know kung fu? Like. <laughs> There's there's also this insane stunt, stunt where he kicks somebody out of a window and he uses his legs to like hold him up the side of a building. Like, <laughs> the stunts like, in this movie were wild. Like yeah. every action scene, every fight scene, like the one fight scene with him and the I forget what it's called, like the skeleton mummy thing. <laughs> I was just like this is everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the the fight choreography was incredible. And I have a soft spot for like kung fu movies. But even if I didn't, the fight choreography was so creative. And the way that they shot it was so like beyond just a campy movie. Like it was really good. That part of it was amazing. I love the over the topness. Like when they were when the SWAT team storms the building and they're going to like open fire on these criminals. We don't even know what these criminals like want or anything like it's never established all that well it's just like oh like send the doctor up there and it's like first off why (laughs) and and two there's like a bomb in there and like the doctor like flips over the bomb and just pulls the wires out and like smoke goes everywhere like he's not like bomb disposal at all like he even tells like the SWAT officer beforehand that like I don't know how to defuse that (laughs) it's it's strange and then that's like it kind of like doesn't matter in the grand scheme of the movie at all but this is this is why i think of it as indiana jones you know you think of temple of doom and what is this professor this nerdy professor doing in these crazy situations it's the same thing they're like it worked for indiana jones it'll work for our movie it's fine it's funny you say that because i saw somebody like tweet out earlier that's like it's so they tweeted out quote it's so funny indiana jones is a professor you know his ass ain't grading papers (laughs) (laughs) no and like even thinking about indiana jones i couldn't stop picturing him when that head of the statue was rolling just picturing the the giant stone rolling after indy i was like wow i love this this is great it really felt like just a good old adventure movie so good which 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 leads to like the big like quote unquote reveal like after they get away from the hospital that this doctor kung fu master doctor has like eels in his leg that are exploding <laughs> like the the yeah. the way the pendulum swings in this movie <laughs> i i do have to give them credit for being so creative like what a weird like i would never like the curses were so interesting and I I was wondering if this was based on something. So it's cool that it's based on a novel, but I was like, is this based on some like old 
ancient lore or something like because it was so like weirdly specific and like the worm tribe and the like this blood curse where like things burst in his legs i was like this is just so strange and creative and unique and i've never seen anything like it and like it's so wild but it works somehow and i love it they're like filming on the set for like it looks like legends of the hidden temple like almost <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's like a witch just like running around like cackling at stuff oh it's- my god <laughs> i loved him I, I can't even, like, mentally process the tonal shift. Like, I almost, like, thought to myself, I'm like, am I having, like, a fever dream while watching this? <laughs> like, am I, like, hallucinating everything? No, it's all real. It's 100% real. And the first time that I watched this movie, you know, it's dubbed. When you see it on, you know, Midnight Pulp or Prime, it's dubbed. And it's like, okay, there's almost a Mystery Science Theater 3000 aspect that it adds to it. And the first time that the sorcerer of the Worm Tribe speaks, I was not prepared. (laughs) I, I lost my mind. This is the voice that they went with. And yet it somehow works for this movie. I, I, I think, thought that the witch. Sorry. No, I want to hear what you you have to say because please, you are super into this movie and I love it. <laughs> I am. I loved it so much. Uh, no, I just I feel like if they went with any other voice for that character, for some reason, it just wouldn't have worked. Like, yes, as soon as he opened his mouth, I was like, that is not what I was expecting <laughs> to come out of your face. But also. I love it. <laughs> like it just made it just added this whole other layer and made him such a more memorable character and somehow more menacing like because it was just so weird and off-putting. I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> All right." <laughs> I have a question for the for the club. Um w- w- you guys saw it like dubbed in English? Did you, you not? did not sub? I saw oh, it sub. Amazing. Wait, I didn't it, watch it dubbed in English either. Yeah, Wait, mine was dubbed, but it was it was dubbed over. Like you could tell that they filmed it, and the Chinese was dubbed over. Yeah, because like that—that's how they filmed a lot back then. But I watched it in Chinese. I did not watch that movie in English. <laughs> Wait, on. yeah, so did I. That's what Hold I thought on. you were talking about. Wait, I'm not confused. Hold on. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. Pause. Time out. Time out. Raise your hand if you watch this subtitled, like raising English my hand. Subtitles, but Chinese language. Yeah, yes. Chinese language. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now raise not. your hand if you've watched this dubbed with terrible <laughs> English voiceovers. You can't see me, but I'm raising my hand. I oh. am raising mine to the oh, roof. Oh no! Oh my god! Oh, and this is interesting. Wait, but it is also dubbed in it's, Chinese. It's like how like old Italian movies in the 70s, yeah. like all the actors would just speak their own native no. tongue and then they dub over it in Italian, mm-hmm. but. You could tell, like, the Americans were speaking English in this, but they dubbed over the Americans in Chinese. And then the Chinese actors also, like, you could see that their mouths were not saying what they were saying. So it was clearly Mm -hmm. dubbed. So I thought that's what you meant. But no. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Me and Meg obviously watched a very terrible English dub. (laughs) 
<laughs> it doesn't detract at all. And clearly, based on what Steph's saying, is like the they still do crazy voices. Yeah, so... I mean, his voice was it was like really high pitched and creepy. Like, yes, right. What? <laughs> That's exactly how it is. You know, with the English dubbing too. It's this crazy witch cackle, shrilly voice. So apparently, they didn't go cheesy intent. That's that's how it is. They were trying to predict yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow right now I, I need to watch it again <laughs> yeah you can watch the dubbed uh you can watch this dubbed version on midnight pulp for free and it sounds like Noted. the amazon is like in chinese with english subtitles yep <laughs> um we may have watched two different movies now <laughs> <laughs> i love it that's so funny that's crazy because i'm a I'm over here watching the English dub one going like, mm, I want to watch this in Chinese now. <laughs> yeah, I don't like watching things that are dubbed. I always watch the subtitles. So. But if you still enjoy it, that speaks to the movie regardless. That's it's true. That's Very true. true. It crosses that language barrier that it's yeah. like, you know, it's, mostly... it's buck wild in any language. <laughs> yeah. Gore, uh, action, adventure. Yeah, you don't really need words. You just need the witch cackle. <laughs> yeah exactly and then okay and then okay so they're on this expedition they encounter like the witch or the witch crap the i said witch crap um, <laughs> that's what this movie should have been called witch crap <laughs> um but they encounter the quote-unquote witchcraft tribe or worm tribe they can't like commit to like what one they want to call them um and Aside from the witch, there is like a skeleton with like eyeballs, like fighting everybody. Like, please tell me that was in your guys's cut, also, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a little baby yes. demon skeleton. Oh my god, the demon I baby love... skeleton. There's like the little sperm demon baby, yeah, yeah. and then there's like the skeleton with the headband in the oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 the 100%. headband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay like that's the point where i almost like felt like it felt like i was watching like a chinese version of like army of darkness <laughs> yes oh my god yeah. yes where it was just like okay how much like weirder monsters are you gonna get the part where i absolutely lost it is when the witch like sends that little fetus alien demon baby and it like flies across into this guy's face and then like bursts out of his stomach alien style and then does this weird little like wiggle and like just the weirdest noise and his like weird little eyes and this creepy little smile and i was just dying of laughter like that was just wild and that's the moment that i realized i loved this movie <laughs> yeah this is the same movie that started off with a swat hostage kung fu situation <laughs> <laughs> like yeah but like to backtrack before we even because after the SWAT situation and he's got the veins pulsing ridiculously in his leg and he's you know the guy comes in and he says don't have sex you'll exacerbate the situation <laughs> and then he immediately has sex and then it backtracks into the past to how he got the curse and I think we need to talk about the moment where he sees this woman and she gives him the quote unquote antidote what does she feed him a grape from her breast what is happening oh my god <laughs> sex ethics are like so weird I love when he kisses a girl and he, it bursts too just from like a kiss on the cheek like he can't do anything <laughs> yeah so what Does so the, is the curse kick started like 
it's amplified when he has sex, correct? Or any time, any type of physical like affection. I think it's supposed to. I'm guessing here because there really isn't much explanation at all. But I'm guessing it's like he gets too excitable. Mm-hmm. And that triggers it. Therefore, sex is definitely a no-no. This is a purity culture PSA, actually. <laughs> uh, it teaches you that sex before marriage is bad and your blood vessels will burst or whatever. Like, so good. <laughs> it's so funny. Now, hold on. There's also no hint that these <laughs> things are in his fucking leg until it happens. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, yeah, I, I have this curse. It's, and it's it fine. like a 20 minute <laughs> flashback explaining it that ends in him eating a boob grape yeah, yeah. a boob grape yeah. there's like so much unnecessary sexualization of um what's her name ba- baju is that her name the the sacrifice who decided she did not want to be yes yeah yeah, yeah and like <laughs> like the she moment he sees her She's wearing this like mesh see-through yeah. t-shirt and like bursting out of the water like a freaking music video. And like every time she walks on screen, there's like this romantic, sexy music playing. <laughs> I feel like they made her so over-sexualized though to show like the difference when she has the veil over her face and she's covering herself and she's all yeah. like hiding. But I, it was it was horrible. But I loved it. It was so funny. Yeah. It was like hilarious over sexualization that I feel like the seventies yeah. and eighties could only do well. It was so so bad and so good at the same time. Yeah, yeah. she's not even the love interest for him. Yes. The way yeah. she's going on. Yeah, I thought she was for the longest time, and then I was like, "Wait, you're with the dragon?" Yeah. Oh my it's- gosh, it's Gail Weathers and and the Doctor. That, that's the couple. <laughs> That is so strange, too, because, like, I said to myself multiple times throughout the movie, I was like, who is the main character? <laughs> like, who who is this story about? Please. I, I know it's not an ensemble piece. It, it, it's probably Chow Yun-Fat's wisely. He just let his sidekick have the main floor for a while until he came back with a rocket launcher. Oh but my I God. really, I wish that this movie had sequels because I have so many questions about his character and his, um, I don't know if it's his love interest or his sidekick all in white that just comes in and, you know, kicks ass. Like what? So many questions. So many questions from this movie. Yeah, I think I, I take it back what I said before. I think he was my favorite character. Like, he just stole every single scene. Just like standing there looking so cool with his pipe in his mouth. For some reason, he knows everything about these weird ass curses. He's like, oh, yes, uh, I, I know exactly how to solve this curse and how to kill this flying <laughs> bat demon thing. And it's like, why do you know this? <laughs> if if the boob grape delays the curse by one year, why didn't she just give him multiple boob grapes? She could only produce one. Well, he's got two boobs, though. <laughs> but then that would just delay things by two years. You got to come back after that. How long do these boob grapes take? <laughs> oh, we wouldn't have the uh, we wouldn't have the skeleton with the headband who turns into the like 
cheap xenomorph from Party oh City. God. Yeah. Oh my god, that yes. was so wild. I didn't know more about that skeleton with the headband. What? <laughs> they they do explain. I don't know why it's a skeleton, but they do explain at some point that it's the worm tribe sorcerer that feeds the blood of 100 children to keep this thing in motion. Okay, the child meat grinder. Years. Yeah, the child meat grinder. The child meat grinder was so insane. Oh my god. (laughs) I like physically gagged when that That, happened. That is my new band name. Child meat grinder. (laughs) (laughs) We're a death metal band. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot. Mm-mm. This movie is one of those ones where like, it's like, oh, yeah, that movie was insane. And then you sit there and think about like specific parts and like yeah. different things that play. And you're like, oh, shit, that movie's crazier than I thought. They were juicing those babies like straight up. Yes. <laughs> yes. For the skeleton monster. Yeah. yeah to, to keep it in motion for another three years. And then they've got to do a hundred more children. A hundred children. I think it was it was the way that they just so casually threw that scene in there. <laughs> yeah. They were just like, "Yeah, we're just smashing babies. Hold Let's on. move oh, on. Let's on. continue." So, so a hundred children can keep a skeleton animated for three years, but a boob grape can delay a curse for one year. That's how they roll in this jungle. <laughs> I I need to know who decided the time limits on these. Who tested these theories? <laughs> Like, I, I, oh, yes, yeah, a hundred <laughs> kids. That's the perfect number for this. <laughs> but it doesn't seem all that populated in the jungle. So how are they still around if it takes a hundred children? So hear me yeah. out. The witch goes to a city and gets like this Batman Returns type thing where they steal like every first board. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. That's, mm. Yeah, logic. Logic is not a thing. Yeah, I think if you ask too many questions, it it doesn't make sense. It already doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, it already doesn't make sense because of the boob grape. It should last at least two years. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm like fixated on like the skeleton and then the boob grape. And then like I'm hearing like the child grind meat grinder. And it's like, what is this movie? I love it. You know what? I want Hollywood to do a big blockbuster budget like remake of it. Like, oh my yes. god! They probably put Chris Pratt as the main character, knowing no, uh, <laughs> no, knowing uh, them. It's got to be someone like Chris Hemsworth with Taika oh. Waititi directing it. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, that's just Thor. Never mind. <laughs> Thor's gonna get a child meat grinder in the next movie. I made I, a very bad mistake of eating dinner while watching this movie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and that scene happened. And I was just like. Nope. I <laughs> nope, I cannot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so the ending. What do you guys think of like the ending? What it what it what do we got thoughts on it? I mean, the final <laughs> like <laughs> can't stop laughing. I just like I just like was replaying it in my mind and I was like, yeah, I really just watched that. Um the final like boss battle between the little fetus baby and the flying party city xenomorph <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like all like bonkersness aside um the practical effects of that scene were so good and like just the choreography of these two like puppets or what i don't really know what they were exactly but like it was just so well shot and so well done 
even though it was so ridiculous and over the top, but it was just like, I was completely in awe that entire scene. I was just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I think video game nails it. I was literally about to say it like turns a new video game at the end. <laughs> yeah. Demon versus demon. Uh, you got the rocket launcher, which is so Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. I, I love that they spend the whole movie like trying to solve and cure these like ancient curses. And then he just comes in. He's like, well, what if we just tried a rocket launcher? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Let's just blow it up. It's fine. If at first the demon semen thing doesn't succeed, <laughs> then you blow it up with the rocket launcher. Naturally, that's my first go-to, too. Uh, demon yeah. semen's my new band name, actually. <laughs> <laughs> We're both playing Warp Tour. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Child meat grinder and demon semen. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just picture like these black metal logos where you like can't yes. read the font. <laughs> this movie has a lot more in common with the Resident Evil series than I'm realizing. <laughs> oh, this no, is what? the Resident Evil movie we wanted. But this is like the precursor, you know, this was before it Resident is. Evil even existed. So hear me out. The entire Resident Evil series steals from the seventh curse. <laughs> Um, Chris Redfield is the Kung Fu doctor. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Ethan's the doctor. Oh my god. Oh god. Spoilers for, for Resident Evil Village. It's been out a year. I just gotta throw that in the middle right here. <laughs> I mean, he was in part seven. Yeah, but you just think he's a normal dude in that one, right? Not really. Yeah. Mm. Or maybe mm-hmm. am I getting him confused with Mia? She had some <sighs> hand sprouties. They do, they do. They both do buck wild things that like these two very normal people shouldn't be doing. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's what's interesting about like this movie and others that I've seen from like Hong Kong. The very few that I've seen is they always take what's supposed to be a normal person and give them like grand purpose and like grand abilities. Like, am I the only one that's noticing that? I love that though. It's so fun. It's a heightened reality and I love it. <laughs> I am a big fan of heightened realities as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you seen the story of Ricky O? Yes. Mm-mm. Same no. director as this one. I love that. I did not. I need to do more research on this movie because I did not look at who made it or anything. So I love that. <laughs> Hey, the story of Ricky O. I'm gonna look at yeah, that. I don't even know right what that is. Now. I'm bringing yeah, it up. I I await your reaction for that one. Not obviously right now, but <laughs> no, this is the live watch. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this episode has morphed into something else. It has morphed into oh, it's another splatter movie. Yes, Ooh. and it's even gorier. What? Hell yeah! How? <laughs> just wait it will blow your mind in a different way last time i checked you could find that one on youtube too so sick free mm. <laughs> i know based what i'm doing a, tonight based on an anime pass no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> not um, you being a hater <laughs> oh, ricky that oh, makes has- me want to watch it more Ricky O has been cited as an influence on the Mortal Kombat series of fighting games. I believe it. Word. So we've we've just uh, 
I think had a revelation of how much Hong Kong genre cinema influences video games. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Which is partially the reason why I kind of want to get into it. Cause like, you know, I, li- I like video games. I think I've made that well aware numerous times. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm about to go down a deep rabbit hole. I, I think this just is my Hong new Kong personality. St- is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is me now. <laughs> so, so is your new personality going to roadie for a child meat grinder or demon semen? Oh, oh, they're both so good. I think child meat grinder is really, it's, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> I want a shirt that says that, but also I don't, I don't know if I want to go out in public wearing that. <laughs> I, I have or like, demon scene. <laughs> I have like four cannibal corpse shirts. Trust me. People wear worse. That's fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think Hong Kong cinema from the little I've seen of it seems very influential on like Western cinema. Like, like, look, you wouldn't have the Matrix if it wasn't for Hong Kong cinema. Right. Yeah. And there were so many moments in this movie that reminded me of other like American films. And I was just like, I wonder if this was just like an influence for that. Like I kept thinking of Indiana Jones mm-hmm. and the mummy and just like there was, there's so many genres in this movie somehow. Like it just bounces all over the place. So many, so many scenes. I was like, Oh, this looks like this movie. And Oh, this looks like this movie, but like they did it first. And it's just so cool. Light bulb moment. Remake this movie with Brendan Fraser. Fraser. Oh my god. Give it to me now. And Rachel Wise. <laughs> That's my king right there. <laughs> yes. But they they have to be, you know, the wisely and the woman in the white that just comes yes. in at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 It's got to be them and like younger people as the two leads. Yes. There's your mummy reboot. I'm trying to cast the witch in my head right now. Oh. Like it's uh, got to be Kate Blanchett. Tilda Swinton. <laughs> I think it's got to be something completely out of left field. Yeah. So that when they open their mouth the first time, you're like, what the fuck? I'll <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Giamatti. laughs> It's Bjork. <laughs> That's oh, good. wait. Bjork's already doing a weird role in a movie. Oh, my God. I can't wait for that movie. The North Nordsman. I don't know what it's called. Never mind. The Northman. The Northman. Yeah, that looks good. You put respect on Edger's name. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) So, like, I had never heard of this movie until Meg decided to bring it to the show, which (laughs) I am eternally grateful for because I love it. Yay. And the timing could not have been more perfect because they recently announced that 88 Films is going to do a Blu-ray restoration of this movie, which is insane. I am going to buy it. You, you think it'll find a new audience? I you know, I hope so. I feel like uh, that always seems to work out that way where, I don't know, is there some kind of horror big brother where somebody puts something out into the universe and then weeks later, like right? you just imported the Blu-ray, so now it's getting a 4K restoration. <laughs> like, why is the timing always weird? I... <laughs> I thought it was that, but I've done that twice, and the two things I did it with just never came out. So Aww. maybe, or maybe I just don't hold that much influence. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, we, though, 
this movie does it, it's long past time to have the cult grow yeah yeah i agree and not just like the weird witch witchcraft cult that's in this movie like <laughs> yeah the, the worm tribe needs to get bigger yeah you know what they need to upgrade to child meat grinder 2.0 <laughs> <laughs> Two, think about it 200 kids can make that thing last six years oh my god <laughs> just all at once <laughs> all at once just 200 one go the, they'll be like where did all the kids go and then the worm tribe will just shrug going like i don't know there are a lot of reddit threads about this movie so there is definitely like a cult crowd around it it's also apparently in the bad movie bible <laughs> Which is a thing I now absolutely need to look at. <laughs> so what are some people saying on Reddit about it, Steph, since you seem so in tuned with the internet right now? Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, everyone's kind of just saying the same thing, like posting about it and recommending it and saying it's absolutely bonkers um, and just giving it like raving reviews. But yeah, someone just mentioned that they 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 were going through the bad movie Bible, and this popped up, and they watched it. So I need to I need to bad look into that movie Bible. <laughs> I don't think it's yeah. a very good bad movie Bible if it's got this in it because I don't because okay at the end of the day I'm gonna be honest I don't think this is a bad movie I think it is like just the right level of buck wild and unhinged that like you can't help but admire its tenacity. I would agree. I mean, it, it I, you know, story-wise, it's not the most uh, coherent or easier to follow. But on a technical level, you know, like you were saying, all of you were saying earlier, that the, the practical effects are pretty spot on. The fight choreography and that the way that they're framing this is really well done. It's just this zany ride. And it's only like an 80-minute uh, movie. It's it's yeah. super short. They mm-hmm. waste no there's no fat. It's just an onslaught, a sensory onslaught. Like even if it's not the most coherent, that that could also be a cultural translation thing too. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it is older too. It is in the 80s when I feel like movies were a little bit weirder even in America and even favorites of Americans are like a little bit different than they would be now and I loved it. I genuinely had fun. And I love bad movies too. But yeah, I wouldn't say this is like a good bad movie. I just feel like it's a good movie. It's fun. Yeah, I don't think I would really call it bad. Like, like you were saying, it is really technically very good. And even I wouldn't even really say it's hard to follow. Like, despite how crazy and over the top it is, and weird like you still can somehow follow the story pretty clearly which says a lot because it's so <laughs> ridiculous yeah. like i feel like i got i got it oh yeah you just won't understand why things are happening but you right. understand you know yeah. you, you won't understand boob grape but you will understand that that was the cure for a, a yes. year right yeah it's a mo- it, okay so Everyone sees everyone sees this like outside of this group and everyone thinks that like, oh, that's a bad movie or that like is misunderstood or it's like it's just terrible. I would rather watch a movie like this than something that's like utterly forgettable. Mm, yes. yes. Yeah. 100 percent. Because like you said, Meg, uh, this movie is like like 81 minutes, I think is like the mm-hmm. exact number i can't remember and it it's just super flies short. by 
and you got like change of set you got like different monsters from start to finish like it is it is wildly entertaining it is a movie i will throw on with friends over or like shit somebody screen this and have a rowdy showing of it yeah absolutely i'm there yeah like like, please especially with the new restoration coming out yeah i think that nails it i mean even if you think of it as a bad movie i i dare you to not have a smile on your face the entire way through (laughs) because that's Mm -hmm. it's like a pure joy movie yeah definitely 100 percent. that is the challenge when it comes to the seventh curse not defeating the curses but not having a smile on your face <laughs> even during the meat grinder scene yeah baby meat grinder yeah yeah listen i got my new band name from it so when you see it's release an ep like in three years you'll know where i got it um, there you go so anybody have any closing thoughts on the seventh curse just go watch it. If you're listening to this right now, it's on Amazon. It's like $3. Just go watch it. Midnight Pulp free if you want to watch the terrible dubbed version that me and Meg watched. But it's still entertaining. <laughs> so it's, you know. It's worth it. Yeah. yeah. That's still so funny. I really want to watch the dubbed version now and see like the similarities or if they're totally different. It sounds like they're exactly the same, but I'm just curious. Yeah. I I, I think they're the same for the most part. It's just... Do you want to read or do you want to listen? But, but yeah, I, I agree. I think you you can only say so much about this movie, but to really get it, you just have to watch it. So <laughs> I just think anyone who's listening to this, just watch it. Like it's it's so short. It will take no time out of your day and you will never forget it. Like I'm this will never leave my mind <laughs> ever. And I'm going to recommend it to everyone and probably watch it a million more times. And I'm. Like I said, I'm going to go down a deep rabbit hole right now of Hong Kong movies, and I'm going to check out this director, and I want to see if there's any like interviews or anything from him, because I'd love to just learn more about like the why behind this movie. Um, <laughs> I don't. Keep it a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to know. I want to know. I, I, yeah, it's 81 minutes. Come on. This is why our yeah. episode is so short, because the movie's short, you know? Come on. <laughs> Just watch it. Like watch put, it. Yeah. Put down whatever series you're watching for like one hour and watch it. Um, so in that case, um, Meg, you got anything you want to promote or where our listeners can find you? Um, I guess on Twitter at Haunted Meg is probably the easiest. Um, or on Bloody Disgusting. Or every week on the Bloody Disgusting podcast. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Good people over there at Bloody Disgusting. Not that I have a bias or anything. (laughs) Um, Steph, where can everyone find you? Uh, You can find me at Steph Koza on pretty much everything or on YouTube at Steph Koza vs. The Movies. Then Madison, where can everyone find you? Yeah, I am uh, Maddie underscore Amidala on Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, everything. Um, And then if you like Star Wars, you can listen to my Star Wars podcast, The Night Sisters podcast. And as always, you can find me on all socials at JFC Doomblade. You can also find the pods, Twitter and Instagram at Windsor Film Club. You can also find us on Apple and Spotify. Be sure to subscribe and rate us. It would help us out very much. And until next week, which, by the way, exciting episode next week. That's all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.
<laughs> I did that last week. I felt like I had to do it again. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be a reoccurring joke. <laughs>